Prices and chaos at the ports and predictions of gloom and doom for the festive season and well beyond. We get an update from Melanie Vanessa, the chair of the Association of South African Chambers. Welcome, Melanie. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me back to uh, discuss this very critical issue. Can you tell us how many containers are still stuck at the ports? Uh, in Durban Port at the moment, we, as of yesterday, 61,968 TEUs, TEUs at Anchorage. So it's uh, significant. The backlog is massive um, and it is creating a crisis. There's no um, getting around that. It is uh, currently disastrous. The other ports are just as bad. I don't have, uh, I think, let's have a look. Um, the two ports at um, Trebecha had 46,000 TEUs stuck at Art Anchorage. So they have got a Q-to-birth ratio of 6.62 currently, which means that they made Lion Analytica's top 13 most congested ports in the world, um, which is not a place we want to find ourselves in. Um, they, for a while, have had ships bypassing their port, which is creating uh, utter chaos for, for their business environment. Um, they've got production stopped in a number of factories because uh, because they can't get components in um, in time. Um, a lot of manufacturers well, all over the country are using air freight to, to get parts in and to ship things out. Um, so air freight numbers have gone up, particularly in the last week, I think uh, 11% inbound and 12% outbound. Um, there are decisions that are pending as to whether or not to award uh, international programs, especially for motor manufacturers, to South Africa. And given our port situation, um, obviously that doesn't doesn't help us at all in terms of our trying to get um, get those programs to happen in South Africa. Um, we've got businesses that have run out of stock because obviously their stockpile is now being depleted. And um, businesses in Quebecho are saying that they're... Um, that their containers are being delayed between 25 and 30 days um, and they're concerned that this is escalating. So, I mean, it is really a chronic situation. We, we, can't, we can't possibly expect our economy to recover um, given the restrictions that we now face, certainly on the electricity side. Um, the costs have just escalated disproportionately to what's happening um, in uh, the rest of the economy and um, and the insecurity of supply and the constant load shedding, um, dysfunction at municipal level, and now our ports added to that mix um, does not make for a conducive environment to operate in. And given our low growth levels, it's disastrous. Is there any indication how long it could take for the ports to be cleared, for the backlog to be cleared? It, there isn't, and it depends on what um, mitigating... Um, interventions are actually put in place and how fast they put in place. So uh, on the positive side, post my last interview with Alec, the um, acting um, CEO of Transnet did come down to Durban to sit with the industry to have a discussion on um, what is needed. Um, what was nice is that uh, the South African Association of Ship Operators gave a very comprehensive um, proposal in terms of interventions that could possibly make a difference. Uh, and some of those have been acted on, so that's positive. I think if we just look at some of those, so, I mean, efficiency in the port is obviously the most critical, but uh, the thing that's holding us back is is equipment failure. Um, 
we don't have sufficient equipment. We've got equipment breakdowns on a regular basis and they're not being repaired fast enough. So uh, cranes and straddle carriers, um, they've made some suggestions for alternative, um, uh, to use alternative equipment to maybe alleviate some of the backlog in terms of reach stackers and all operations. Um, there's a, a, a recommendation that the service and maintenance workshop uh, needs to work to full capacity and around the clock at the moment. It only works in the day, so you've only got emergency response 24 hours. The situation is so dire that it needs to be working 24 hours a day. They do need more engineers and staff. Um, they need to procure cranes and straddle carriers, uh, short tension devices as well. With, uh, with some urgency on that side, there is some, some positivity in that uh, we believe that Transnet has issued a tender. There obviously isn't the money to do that, but the private sector stepped up and said, we'll buy the equipment um, and you can pay us off over a period of time, deducted from our bills or whatever the situation might be so that we can get this working. You know, it's, uh, it's destroying our economy. We, it's in our interest to help resolve it. We would like to. So Transnet has issued a tender, I believe, um, for some upfront capital with a long-term payment plan. Um, so I believe that closes today, um, as far as I understand it. And uh, uh, our real request and plea to Transnet is that they deal very swiftly uh, with awarding that tender so we can get uh, get going with this process of procuring the, the, the necessary equipment to get the ports operating efficiently again. Um, so if they do act quickly, maybe we can start uh, next year on a more positive note. We're, we're hopeful of that. Um, and there's some other just basic efficiency interventions that they suggested, like, for instance, um, the truck is fetching all the containers for a particular bill of lading at the same time, so that there's less movement in the port, to look at um, improvements in the yard and stack planning strategies that they have so that we could uh, get the productivity moving in the port in addition to the interventions that are obviously necessary in terms of equipment. So there's some hope that they're at the end of the tunnel. I think that um, I think that if we all pull together and they allow the private sector intervention um, and assistance that is being offered, uh, it's in South Africa's interest to do so, then, uh, then hopefully we will start to see some improvements in their efficiencies, uh, particularly at our ports. Apart from the equipment issues, uh, there have been other excuses like bad weather, uh, especially uh, at the Durban port. Yeah, no. So Durban and Cape Town have both experienced adverse weather conditions. Um, but, I mean, that is something that ports do experience and it does exacerbate what is a really rotten situation um, currently. So it's so, a valid excuse. Uh, it's a valid excuse, but um, uh, for us to be operating at the levels of efficiency that we're operating in, um, means that when adverse weather comes along, we're in a far worse position. Uh, some of the equipment needs to to be upgraded. There is more modern equipment that would allow them to operate in more adverse weather conditions, for instance. So uh, our failure to upgrade and maintain our equipment doesn't help that situation. You previously said that business was hurtful, you know, and sometimes uh, one wonders what can be done apart from being hurtful. So are you saying that business is now intervening to the extent that it is actually solving this problem itself, not relying on government to do it? No. So, I mean, we, we need to work together. There's uh, The ports belong to government. So uh, we are saying that um, it's gone on long enough. Uh, we cannot continue any longer. We've reached crisis point now. Uh, we are very happy to play a significant role in resolving this crisis. It's in both of our interests to do so. 
um, and where there are challenges that it's difficult for government to overcome, we will step we will step up. I mean, there's nobody that knows this industry or how to better manage a port than the industry itself. So, um, you know, let's let's pool our resources. Uh, let's look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Find out where the problems are and together solve them. Um, we're willing to 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 step up and and be part of the solution. Um, so, yeah, we're hopeful that with the, the engagements that we've had, it seems government has receptive. So, yeah, we'd we'd like to see that uh, happen with speed. But I mean, the fact that you actually have to buy the equipment. Yeah, it's in our interest to do it. You know, I mean, it's it's not a not a great scenario, but uh, it is where we it is where we are. And um, we we would rather step up and buy the equipment and get the ports operating than live with the situation that we currently have. You know, so uh, we've got to get it right. That's the bottom line. Uh, or, or we all don't survive. Just to go back to something you said earlier that you doubt whether the economy can recover uh, from the onslaught of the electricity crisis, the port, the, the port crisis. Uh, can we? Well, there's already can casualties. Just... ArcelorMittal, 3,500 jobs. So when you say you doubt whether it can recover, how strongly are you making that statement? Well, we certainly can't recover in the short term and some of the recovery will never will never happen. And if you look at ArcelorMittal's a statement yesterday, 3,500 uh, jobs in Newcastle and Vereniging um, on the line. Uh, that's that's significant. And they're citing specifically the uh, the energy crisis and uh, the logistics crisis in the country as two major factors um, that have made it difficult for them to uh, maintain their operations in those two cities. And um, the other thing is our low growth. Uh, you can't address growth if you don't have a conducive business environment in which to operate. So we, we've got a, I guess, a perfect storm currently with our, our situation, um, our logistics and our, and our energy situation. So we, we've got to have some swift changes very quickly if we don't want to see others follow. Thank you. That was Melanie Vanessa, the chair of the Association of South African Chambers, speaking to Biz News. Thank you, Melanie. You're welcome.